With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. The MVP is back. And then we got Nathan Nguyen joining the show to talk all things Oakland A's, sure enough, Phillies and other MLB news, and the ever so popular ads and drops segment with Kevin Wilson. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Though Fantasy Baseball Show. Play ball! Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. I'm your host, Vince Stover. Today's program is presented by Belly Up Fantasy Sports, Righteous Felon Jerky, and Mahler Bros Golf. I want to say hello to all of our live viewers watching on the Sports Stove YouTube page and the Belly Up Fantasy Facebook page, and all those listening later via podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you're listening to us Thank you for tuning in and welcome to the program. Uh, tonight, we've got two guests for you in just a few minutes. Nathan Nguyen from Belly Up Sports, the Athletic Asian podcast. He's going to join uh, me to talk MLB news. We're going to talk a lot about the Oakland A's as he is one of the few Oakland A's fans out there in the world. And then Kevin Wilson will join me later in the show to talk about fantasy baseball ads, drops, and everything else in between. And so we've got a full show lined up for you. Usually Kevin joins me at the top of the program, but today uh, he's going to come in a little bit later in the program as well. If you missed any of our previous episodes, make sure you go back wherever you find the Sports Stove Podcast you can find the Fantasy Baseball Show there in that feed. Of course, you can also go to YouTube and find all past episodes on the Sports Stove YouTube page. And, of course, we also stream live every Sunday night, not only on YouTube, but also on the Belly Up Fantasy Facebook page. Um, if you're interested in other sports content, I host the Sports Stove podcast every Wednesday night live at 8 p.m. on the Sports Stove YouTube and the Sports Stove Facebook page. And, of course, the audio is always available afterwards. My dad joins me. We talk all things sports, football, baseball, college, and professional, and other things as well. We have guests on occasionally there also. And then I also host the Sports Stove Local Hour, and that drops Friday mornings, although we're coming up towards the end of the school year, cover Eastern Kentucky University sports and bring on athletes and coaches uh, from the school. And so you can always check that out on the audio version of the Sports Stove podcast as well. But you're here to listen to fantasy baseball. So let's get into the first segment of the night, the Fantasy Burner. The Fantasy Burner segment is presented by Mahler Bros Golf. We all want to look good on the golf course, but it often comes at the expense of feeling good. Mahler Bros Golf has polos that look good and feel good. With our lightweight stretchy material that hugs your body, you'll feel cool while looking just as cool. Their polos are guaranteed to make you look better, but it's up to you to golf better. On a hot summer day on the golf course, there's no polo that you'd rather wear than Mahler Bros Golf Signature Polos. Mahler Bros Golf has a large catalog of polos with designs for those who want loud design and others for those that want a subtle and sleek looking design 
They also have fun t-shirts, hats, tumblers, and so much more to make your golfing experience better. Use the code BELLYUP at MahlerBros.com. That's M-A-H-L-E-R-B-R-O-S.com. And you're going to get 15% off. Uh, we're going to have one or two of the guys from Mahler Bros Golf on the show here in the coming weeks to talk more about their uh, their designs and what they have. I'm not a, I'm, I used to be one of those guys that get into the loud designs. I'm now more into the sleek uh, designs and uh, like maybe a little quieter of a shirt. Uh, but great stuff there. Mahler Bros Golf, MahlerBros.com. Code belly up for 15% off your purchase. Our fantasy burner segment is a segment we like to do at the beginning of the show, just looking at one fantasy topic. And today, that one fantasy topic is the return of MVP Christian Yelich. It has been several years since the MVP uh, spectacular season of 2019. Hard to believe it's been that long ago that Christian Yelich was the MVP of Major League Baseball and a hot fantasy commodity. Since that time, things kind of cooled off. 44 home runs in 2019 dropped down to 12 in an injury-ridden 2020, only 9 in 2021, 14 in 2022. His 100-plus RBIs multiple seasons in a row turned into only 22 RBIs again, in an injury-ridden 2020 season, but then 51 in 2021, 57 in 2022. And then his stolen bases did increase over the last couple of years. Of course, not from his MVP season, but in the injury year of 2024, stolen bases, nine in 2021, and then up to 19 in 2022. Now, Christian Yelich is the leadoff batter for the Milwaukee Brewers. Back in his MVP season, he was usually batting second or third. And uh, so now here we go. He's going to be sitting there. And and uh, what's he going to be this year, right? And a lot of people didn't have much going on uh, in regards to uh, drafting him. A lot of people let him slide down that list a little bit, kind of made him uh, mingle around. Uh, in the late rounds, and then even to start this season, there was a lot of question marks surrounding whether or not Christian Yelich was going to be that guy this season. And then, all of a sudden, he's starting to look like he's back. Only owned in 70-some percent of leagues, he has already six home runs on the season, 21 RBIs, and eight stolen bases. He's batting at 255 on the year, 381 over the last week, where he's hit three home runs, and two-night stand. Uh, Christian Yelich is starting to look like he might just be back on track. Now, he's not going to get the 44 home runs at his current rate. He's sitting at about mid-20s, 24 to 26, somewhere in that range. Uh, RBIs, he's looking to be in the mid-80s if he continues on track. And again, batting leadoff kind of hurts that chance for uh, those RBIs as he's not always got people on base. Uh, that being said, if he continues to hit the way he's hitting, there's a chance he slides down in the lineup a little bit into that two or three spot. And if he does that, then there's a really good potential uh, for him to pick up those uh, RBIs a little bit more as the season goes on. He's also on pace to steal 36 bases, which would be uh, close to his uh, his MVP season when he had 30 stolen bases. The way that he's running in the bases right now, he had an incredibly uh, fun play on Sunday evening where he stole second. The ball got loose into the outfield. He took off the third. That ball uh, had a bad bounce, and he ended up getting home while stealing second base. So there is potential for uh, the base running to continue to pick up. I don't think you'll hit 36, but I think that you will see him in that close to 30 range. As we've seen and we talked about last week, if you missed the show, you can go back and watch it, uh, how the stealing bases has affected, um, the, the new rules have affected stolen bases and things like that. Now, let's take a look at Christian Yelich when it comes to fantasy value, because when you're talking on this show about value, as much as uh, me being a Brewers fan would love for Christian Yelich to be MVP in the league, the reality is, is, is we need him to do well in fantasy baseball. And of course, as of late, he has been doing great in fantasy baseball. Uh, he's owned in just under six, uh, 76% of leagues. I drafted him at pick 115 and one draft. And by the way, that's a reach. Uh, um, I, I, I went up 
probably about a round or two early to select him at pick 115. I also got him in another league where I got him at 111. So I reached for him in both of those leagues. But again, me being a Brewers fan, um, I, he was a guy that I believed in. We talked about it before the season started, um, that he was a guy that I wanted on my teams. And uh, so I went out and got him in all the leagues that I could possibly uh, get him in. Uh, but to look at his fantasy value so far this year, if you want to see kind of where he rate, rates in uh, with other outfielders, I'm going to pull up some things uh, for you right now. Sorry, I had this originally pulled up and then it got uh, I got a little bit lost on some of the things. Uh, so when we're looking at overall things, he's still not right there at the top uh, in overall points and things things of that nature. Again, everything we do in this league is about uh, fantasy points, but he is in the top, what, top 20 or just outside the top 20 right now. He's still behind some guys that you'd like to see him ahead of, guys like Lamonte Wade from San Francisco, Lourdes Gariel in Arizona, uh, those sorts of people, but uh, he's almost to that 100-point mark here into the season, and there's only about uh, 12 to 14 guys uh, that are already at that 100-point mark on the season in the outfield, that is, of course. Uh, so it's encouraging to kind of see where he's going. His six home runs is kind of middle of the pack uh, when you're talking about, especially when you're talking about um, outfielders and fantasy baseball. Uh, RBIs, same thing. He's not going to be towards the top of the RBIs. He is in the uh, general range of about 20 to 25, somewhere in that range as well. But when you look at Christian Yelich, you got to look at, well, is he striking out a lot? He is. He's got 39 strikeouts on the year, uh, which ranks up there with some of the top guys uh, as well. But a lot of these baseball players nowadays, right, it's either strikeout or home run uh, one way or the other. So it's interesting to kind of see how that that is playing out for the outfield and things like that. Now, even on his own team, uh, there's been, you know, the the young guys have stepped up and done some good things. Brian Anderson, who came over in free agency this year, has been good. But no one is even t uh, sniffing uh, Christian Yelich with the outfield in Milwaukee. And and actually on his own team, Christian Yelich is the leading point getter in all of fantasy baseball from the Milwaukee Brewers batters. He is at 94 points in, in my points league. The closest to him is shortstop Willie Adamas at 79 points. Now, he doesn't lead the team in home runs. That's Rowdy Telez. Uh, with 10, Adamas has seven, and then Yelich comes in at six. Um, he is the top stolen base guy in Milwaukee uh, right now. And by the way, he's a perfect eight for eight on stolen bases on the year. So we're looking at Christian Yelich. Can he return to MVP form? He's not there yet. He's not going to get there this season. But if he can hit mid-20s home runs, even close to 30 home runs, that puts him back in a valuable spot in the outfield. And again, for a guy that I was getting uh, in the early 100s at 111 or 115 in the draft, you're actually starting to see some things come through where it's going to work out, uh, where he becomes a value uh, in fantasy baseball, where at one time he was a top pick. Uh, now he becomes a value pick. You don't love that, but if you got him, you're definitely happy with the value that you got him at as well. So Christian Yelich, the MVP returns, uh, maybe hold your horses on that philosophy, but he's definitely back to being a fantasy-relevant player, which, again, me as a Brewers fan makes me incredibly happy because he's on all of my fantasy teams. That's your Fantasy Burner segment presented by Mahler Bros Golf. Again, go to MahlerBros.com, use code BELLYUP. You're going to get 15% off your purchase. Mahler Bros is M-A-H-L-E-R. B-R-O-S, Mahler Bros Golf. You don't want to try, you don't want to wait to try out your favorite golf apparel. Upgrade your golf attire at Mahler Bros, getting 15% off at MahlerBros.com with code BELLYUP. Turn heads on the course or wherever you wear Mahler Bros Golf. Mahler Bros Golf. Look good, feel good, feel good, play good. That's it for the Fantasy Burners segment. Up next is our guest segment that we call our call to the pen. Our call to the pin is presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. If you want the purest jerky in the game, you got to go straight to the source. Righteous Felon has partnered with the best natural black Angus beef producers in the land to 
the lockup supply and guarantee the best tasting, best textured, and freshest beef jerky on the market. Righteous Felon even offers free shipping on orders over $50. You need to visit RighteousFelon.com. Use promo code BELLYUP. You're going to get 15% off your purchase. And I will tell you this. I am a huge Righteous Felon fan. Uh, they've got some incredible flavors. But what I like the best about the Righteous Felon jerky is the texture. I love the texture. It's a thinner cut of jerky. Uh, but a phenomenal texture when you talk about jerky. They have a Baby Blues barbecue that is my favorite of the flavors. Uh, they also have a, a great newer product, uh, teriyaki flavor, that is very, very tasty as well. And they have these beef sticks. Uh, I'm telling you, I, I've, I've always been a beef stick kind of fan. Uh, but these things are great. Again, the texture is amazing. The taste is phenomenal. And it's a great packaging. Not that that matters a whole lot in purchasing when it comes to some of the things that we purchase, but the packaging is phenomenal with Righteous Felon as well. We've appreciated the support of Righteous Felon Jerky, and hopefully uh, you'll check it out for yourself at RighteousFelon.com. Again, that's promo code BELLYUP to get 15% off your purchase. We're going to be joined in just a moment by our guests before we do a quick word about what's going on in the Sports Dope Podcast world. Here's what's cooking on the Sports Stove family of podcasts. Hey, everybody, I'm Vince Stover, host of the Sports Stove podcast, and just want to give you some insight on what is ahead and what is going on within the Sports Stove world. We now have three podcasts for you to listen to. It's all under the umbrella of the Sports Stove podcast. We have the Sports Stove podcast, the original show, and uh, that's just me and my dad. We're talking all things sports, just like we would riding in the car, listening to Sports Talk Radio. We just give it to you. Talking NFL, Major League Baseball, college football, college basketball, all things sports. Me and Dad bring that to you each week. Then we also have the Sports Stove Local Hour, which covers Eastern Kentucky University sports, where we talk all things EKU with student athletes, coaches, and administration. All come on to talk about everything that's going on inside the world of EKU sports, focused heavily on football, men's and women's basketball, and some EKU baseball as well. And then thirdly, we're introducing the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show, where every week, myself and a guest will bring you all the latest and greatest fantasy baseball news and updates. We'll give you advice, opinions, as well as talk Major League Baseball news throughout the year as well. So make sure you stay tuned for all these great episodes. You can su subscribe to the Sports Stove Podcast uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search for the Sports Stove Podcast, and you'll find us there. That's what's cooking on the Sports Stove family of podcasts. Welcome back into the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show presented by Righteous Felon Jerky, Mahler Bros Golf, and BellyUpFantasySports.com. In just a few moments, we'll be joined by Nathan Nguyen, the host of the Athletic Asian Podcast. He is a fan of the Oakland A's and the Philadelphia Phillies. He'll explain that when he gets here. Um, and we're excited to chat with him. He's also a part of our Fantasy Baseball League, the Belly Up Fantasy Baseball League or the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show League uh, as well. And excited to have him on. He'll be, this will be the first time that he's been on the program, but he's having some technical difficulties. So hopefully uh, very soon he will have him popping on. He's trying to get his stuff to work uh, and to get on to that. And if you've ever hosted a podcast, you know, um, when your stuff doesn't work, that is a uh, panic mode. So he's in the process. Ah, I think we got him. Here we go. Let's bring him in now. Let me get this fixed. Here he comes. Nathan Nguyen of the... Athletic Asian Podcast. Hey, Nathan, how you doing? Hi, Vince. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Doing great, man. Thanks for being on with us. Uh, first time we've been able to get you on the program and excited to have you on uh, as well. Of course, you're part of our Fantasy Baseball League, and uh, so we always like to have members of the Baseball League come in. But before we get into Fantasy Baseball, quickly give us a, a rundown about the Athletic Asian Podcast and what's going on over there. Yes, sir. So, over here, we're covering pretty much all major sports. I'm talking football, basketball, baseball, just depending on the season. Right now, we're uh, covering a lot more basketball with the and the playoffs still going on with the Western and Eastern Conference Finals already set as of today. So we're just going to cover that uh, this week. And then we got baseball obviously going on. Um, the Okanese, which uh, we'll get to in just a bit, struggling. So we're going to you know, cover that too. And then once football season comes around, it's pretty much all hands on deck uh, because you know the NFL gets pretty crazy. 
when August, September comes around. So I'm very excited for that. But uh, we just cover a, a lot of major sports, just depending on the season and just going from there. Yeah, I know. I love baseball, but I, as a podcast host, football is where the content drives. Uh, lots of things to talk about with that. So that's always nice during football season. I know you're active on Twitch and a lot of other things as well. And uh, so a lot of things going on for Nathan. You can also catch him on bellyupsports.com. Also, uh, Nathan, let's talk about your Las Vegas athletics. I mean, Oakland athletics. Um, and uh, let's let's start there. Uh, the, 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 you know, it's been said that they're moving to Las Vegas. They're working on a, on a park and everything there. It's going to take several years for that to happen. Uh, were you heartbroken? Did you know it was? I mean, everybody, I guess, knew something was coming. But uh, how did you take that news? You know, when I first heard of it, I was kind of devastated. Uh, because, you know, I thought there was hope that the team could stay in Oakland. There was so much conversation about, hey, this new area at Howard Terminal uh, in Oakland could be the new site. And all it took was just, you know, some time to talk with the mayor and whatnot. The mayor said that she was on board and whatnot. And, you know, obviously they had to change mayors. I guess it was that time of year to, you know, change what was going on in terms of the government of Oakland. But the point is, you know, I thought they were going to stay. And then once the news broke out, it was like, oh, shoot, you know, they bought the land and everything. Um, I might as well, you know, go to as many Oakland A's games as I can before they move. Uh, but that was a bit of an overreaction. Obviously, I didn't really think about it. it takes time for them to build a new stadium and whatnot. Um, maybe, you know, plans may change. Just a lot of stuff to, to uh, gather and look at and whatnot. You know, obviously, we don't even know if they're going to be in Oakland for sure next season. Are they going to play in the AAA uh, affiliate, which is the Las Vegas Aviators? Uh, maybe they'll play in their, ball, uh, their ballpark, but that's a problem in itself because they have to fix seating and whatnot. It's just, just a, a lot of stuff uh, to look into. But I was – it's just weird, you know. When you, you said the Las Vegas Athletics and, you know, it was – the name didn't sound right because, you know, Those Oakland A's is – Exactly. Las yeah. Vegas A's. Not the same ring to it, so it's it's devastating. But I, I do hope that maybe something changes. I know they just recently bought another piece of land, which cancels out the first agreement that they uh, made in Vegas. So I know it doesn't look as bright, but I'm still holding on to that little glimpse of hope that maybe, just maybe, things might change and they'll stay in Oakland. Uh, what's the, what's the most positive thing about this year's team? Uh, is there is it a player that stands out, or is it something else? Uh, I think it's two players, actually. Brent Rooker, 28-year-old mm-hmm. guy. Obviously, when you think of the age, you think of young guys, you know, gone on the days of Matt Chapman and Matt Olson and guys like that. And now we're bringing in, you know, guys that many the average baseball fan may not really know. I personally didn't know these guys until I started, you know, watching the games the one that Brent Rooker was one guy that stood out. He's been on a tear recently. Um, he leads the A's and homers, RBIs and so on and so forth. He's been great. Um, definitely an all-star in my opinion. I, I may be reaching too ahead of myself, but obviously with uh, all, you know, baseball, all of major league baseball's teams having at least one all-star once that comes around, Brent Rooker is uh, that one player in my opinion, because let's be honest, none of the pitchers on the A's are going to make the all-star game. No. <laughs> Um, but another guy like Estuary Ruiz, fast. Uh, I'm a, I was a fast guy in high school. <laughs> so I love fast guys. And Ruiz is that type of guy. He, I think, is leading the American League in stolen bases. So maybe he's an alternate for the All-Star game if that's the case. But just his speed, his defense is not great, but it's pretty good in center field. Uh, and in terms of offense, he's much better than the previous center fielder in Christian Pache, who's now in the Phillies. So those two guys are pretty much the main positive with the A's. Other than that, not much. Just a lot of, you know, terrible hitting. Pitching is outright just terrible. Yeah. Um, as as of today, we know about the A's. They lost to the Rangers 11-3. Mm. It was just – we haven't even reached 10 wins yet. I'm pretty sure yeah. 99% of the teams have reached 10 wins. The A's are one or the 1%, just so. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a rough go of it. Now, Ruiz is an interesting guy. Of course, he had some time in the Brewers uh, system, so I knew of him. He actually has nine hit-by-pitches so far this season. I don't know if that leads the league or not, but uh, I would think that's up there towards the top as well. 18 stolen bases, and that was the talk of him coming in, uh, was that he was going to be a stolen base guy. Um, And so for fantasy, especially category league fantasy players, 
he was the guy that people were saying, hey, you need to go get him. He's going to get stolen bases. But Rooker has been that guy that's really stepped up for sure. And it's like in the first couple of weeks of the season, a lot of fantasy guys were like, man, but he plays for Oakland. Do I want to pick him up? Do I, you know, whatever. And then he consistently just, he does what he's supposed to do. 11 home runs is a pretty big deal, especially at this point in the season. Um, 29 RBIs. He's got 20 walks as well. He strikes out a fair amount, but everybody does these days too. So, um, yeah, I think I think Rooker has been a, a guy that's been fun to kind of pay attention to in Oakland. Uh, and then you said it, the pitching, it's just, I mean, it's been what we expected, I think, but it's been it's been rough. Uh, and and I know for me, when I'm looking at picking up a fantasy player, I look at who are they playing, and if they're playing Oakland, they're on my team because uh, it typically <laughs> turns out pretty good. Um, and uh, so it's sad, though, right? I mean, it's sad to see an organization – so when I was a kid, and I'm a fair amount older than you, when I was a kid was back in the Oakland-San Francisco World Series days, and they were good. I mean, that was you know, Jose Canseco was there, and they had, they had some interesting um, you know, personalities, and they were a fun team to watch. And then just over the years, they slowly kind of deteriorated down. They've had a couple good seasons here and there, but Generally speaking, it's been where they are, which is leading to that eventual possible move to Las Vegas. Um, and I know about, I don't know, six, seven, eight years ago, there was talk of them moving to Nashville. And there was it's, it's been talk for a while about Oakland losing another sports franchise, um, in this case, baseball. But uh, you said it as well. Uh, I'm looking right now. Yeah, nine wins. On the year, I think they're the only team. Yes, the only team yet to hit ten wins on the season. Kansas City is got twelve wins. They're the closest to them uh, there. Um, so, is there as an as an Oakland fan, is there anything that you're saying? Hey, if they can do this this year, then I'm I'm happy because in football you're like, ah, oh, you can get the first round draft for number one overall draft pick. And baseball, I mean, it's good to have the number one pick, but it's not the same excitement <laughs> exactly uh you know i think just passing well honestly just not reaching 100 losses that's yeah. that's that's the goal i know it's pretty bad at this point we're at 33 losses right, right now so you know do the math that's not really looking good it's obviously gonna you know make it past 100 again but you know the losing streak has has come and gone you know there's a Obviously, they're still losing now, but there has to be a point in the season where you have to see these A's go on a winning streak. And I feel like that winning streak is just going to barely get them under the 100 loss season. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of young guys also are, are coming up from the Triple uh, A, Double A affiliates. You know, Luis mm-hmm. Medina, uh, Mason Miller, who's on the IO, but he he's a fireballer. I love him. Uh, James Caprillion got up, came up last night, but he got option down there so i don't know about him just um just just young guys coming up and just making their you know making their mark and honestly this season was that was the theme right just a lot of young guys coming up you know sure we signed veterans like jace peterson jesus aguilar tony kemp was uh was brought back as well and maybe in the beginning of the year there was a chance that maybe the a's might do something they won the first game of the season i went to that one uh, surprisingly, the attendance was like past twenty five thousand, which was a first. Wow! Uh, now we don't see that anymore, but I digress. Uh, <laughs> but as you know, the games have come and gone. Those veteran guys are playing less, less and less, and now we're just seeing a lot of young guys come up. So, if there's anything in all to look forward to the rest of the year, it's just young guys coming up, making their mark, and just the goal not to reach a hundred losses. That's yeah. That's the goal at this point. It's sad, but you know, the yeah. truth hurts and it hurts over here in Oakland. Well, and you know, and that's a great point because if you're not one of the top teams in the league, you want to see those young guys. You want to see the, what your what your young guys have. You want to see what the potential is, and and it's fun to see those guys at the very least. Now, you also have a an affinity for the Philadelphia Phillies, um, and uh, so let's let's talk about that as a fan. How how does that come about? Um, uh, you know, is it a National League, American League thing? You got to have one from each com- conference, or what? What is it? I would say so. Ever since I was like eight or nine, ironically, the Phillies were the first baseball team I ever watched. As goes for my other teams, I, my always excuse was the, the first team I ever watched, which is true. 
Uh, ironically, it was when they won the World Series in 2008 against the Tampa Bay Rays, and I've been a fan ever since. You know, I've gone through the rough days of of uh, Ryan Howard and Chase Utley being old and not being able to play like they used to be. It's a lot of down years um, in the mid to, uh, 2010s. But as we approach, you know, or as we approach, I should say, uh, 2020, we got guys like Bryce Harper, JT Realmuto, Kyle Schwarber, Aaron Nola has blossomed as well. And, you know, this whole Phillies fandom thing, they were the first, they were like the only team I would ever be a fan of until I would say last year. And it's weird because, you know, how do I really study so much of the A's and know a lot more than I used to about the A's if I've only been a fan for just a short amount of time? I'm a sports fanatic. I'd be studying this stuff on the on a daily basis. So this whole A's stuff, I know I've been a fan for like a year or whatnot, but I, I know more than I used to, which is pretty good. So I guess I would say it's because I have to have one in the A on the NL, but living in California and being a Phillies fan, not really mixing together. I kind of wanted to find a California team and the A's just stood out to me. You know, an underdog team, not spending a lot of money. Uh, not to say that I'm cheap, but they just they just don't get star guys. And hey, look, they're they're bad now, so I might as well hop on the, the bandwagon. So that way when they're good, I can say I was there for the down years. Uh, but but the Phillies, you know, they're a great team. I, I always love them. I watch them on a, you know, whenever I can. Um, I know it's not the, the best season they're having right now, but look, things are going to heat up. We saw that last year. Things were rough in the you know, beginning of the season, and they just turned it up uh, once, you know, August, September rolled around. And that's that's what I think. They have a, they have a brighter future than, than the A's right now. Let's, let's just <laughs> leave it at that. <laughs> that is true. And they've made a little bit of a run, a little push. They're now in second place in the uh, NL East. And Atlanta's had a rough week, so that puts them within a little bit closer reach as well. And um, you know, but I love what you're talking about how how you became an A's fan in that because I, I understand I moved to Indiana several years ago, and uh, and I didn't have any Indiana teams that I cheered for in anything, and so I decided, well, I'll start cheering for the Pacers in the NBA because uh, I can do that. I went to some games, I got to do some things there, and uh, and you know, it was it was fun. It got me into the community a little bit as well. And uh, and so that's neat because, yeah, you move to California. There's there are a couple teams in California. Um, and I like the idea of going with the underdog and, and bringing them from the bottom up. That's always a fun thing uh, as well. Uh, in the AL West, uh, Texas currently four games up on Houston, uh, four and a half up on the Angels and five up on Seattle. Um, we've talked about this division on this show before, but Houston's not healthy. Um, Altuve's getting ready to start his rehab assignment, uh, I think today in AAA. And so he's on his way back. They've got some pitching injuries as well. Do you think Texas is going to run beginning to end with this division? Or do you think Houston or LA or Seattle ends up making a run and takes the division? So let's just go ahead and cross off the, the angels real quick. Cause yeah, they're okay. in the middle, but they're not going to be in first. I, you know, And it's, it's sad because you have Shohei, you have mm-hmm. Mike, you know, uh, Mike Trout, and you would think they'd be in first, but they're not. They've always struggled, and I don't know what it is. It's just maybe it's just bad luck, or maybe it's just they've always been the little brother to the to the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, they just ha- they're not. I just don't see them being in first place. So I'm gonna cross them off the list. Seattle, yeah, Julio Rodriguez, great young guy. He's gonna be a bright star for years to come. I just don't see Seattle getting there. They might make the playoffs. I can see them a wild, like uh, being a wild card team like last season, but other than that, I don't know. So it's really between Texas and Houston, which is pretty cool. You know, two Texas teams, you know, battling enough for his place. Look, Texas, they should be happy they're in this position, but Houston's, we know what Houston can do. We saw them last year win the World Series against. The Phillies, uh, funny story, I was, like, with my family, and then when Alvarez hit that three-run home run, I literally almost cried. I just went to the room and just stopped watching the game. It, it hurt my heart. That, that you know, I – but the point is the Astros are the Astros. And you yep. can talk about the cheating scandal and whatever. They're still a good team. Um, and sure, they lost Justin Verlander and whatnot, but they're still phenomenal top to bottom. They're the most complete team uh, in the AL West. And yeah, when they get healthy and like you mentioned, they're going to be healthy soon. They're going to go back in first place in Texas. They're going to fall to second. Uh, that's how I see it, you know, panning out. Cause I just, 
I just can't see anything wrong with Houston except the injuries. And right. when it's when the injuries is just the only concern, you're in pretty good shape. So I think Houston's going to take over first eventually. Just they're letting Texas have their fun right now, and that <laughs> way when they're healthy, they'll overtake him and say, "Hey, you had your fun. Now let's get back to reality real quick and let us uh, over uh, pass you." I guess <laughs> to say, yeah. Well, and other people who are back to normal is the Los Angeles Dodgers. I mean, they. They started off really rough. Um, of course, they had a massive roster turnover this year, and presumably we'll have another one next year with adding talent in. They're going to go make a run at Shohei if they can. Um, but the Dodgers are back in first place in the West. They're three games up over Arizona. And San Diego, seven games down. You want to talk about a team like Los Angeles Angels, who have uh, you know always underachieved. San Diego has a loaded roster, and they're seven games back. They're three games under five hundred. Uh, you're out west. What's the the mood out there for a team like San Diego? Yeah, I think first off, I I give a lot of props to San Diego because you don't really think of them as a big market team. I mean, now you would because you sure. have so many stars: Juan Soto, Machado, uh, Tatis, who just came back uh, from his suspension. So, I think the mood out here is that the Dodgers will always still be the best team in uh, California. SF Giants fans may disagree, but when do they? When do, uh, when do they not, I guess, per se. Uh, but the Dodgers will always be the best team in California. I mean, like you mentioned, rough start. And honestly, I was kind of worried. I was like, wait, is something actually going to change? Are the Padres going to overtake him and finally be uh, on top? And as you mentioned, they're not anymore. It's the Dodgers. And honestly, it sucks to see that because, you know, they didn't spend any, you know, too much in the offseason. And I was like, why? And then I heard, oh, they're going to go try to get Shohei Otani. And I was like, oh, that makes so much sense because Shohei's already in, in uh, Los Angeles already. You can still stay so, uh, close to him and be on a better team. And honestly, let's be honest. If Shohei goes to the Dodgers, ee, a lot of people are going to be rioting for that because <laughs> it's just unfair. I mean, the Dodgers always have these phenomenal guys, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts. I know I'm just saying that the, you know, the big names, but it's true. They always just have big names. Clayton Kershaw is still there, even though he's not, you know, at the top of his level, like he used to be, he's still Clayton Kershaw. Walter Bueller is still there. I think he's healthy. Yeah. He's yes. getting healthy. He's getting healthy. There we go. Getting healthy. So it's just, it's just unfair. You know, this, I know baseball will never have a salary cap, and which is fine. You know, it's the teams, you know, in the small market that they're not just they're just not spending money like the A's. They're not spending money to get good players, and that's their fault. It's, it's no one else's fault except the owner and and the um, the front office itself. So, uh, just in all, the Dodgers are just a great team. And look, if they continue this stretch, then they're going to make the playoffs like always. But see, that's the thing. Once they reach the playoffs, things kind of go south. So <laughs> Dodgers fans will enjoy their fun now. But once the postseason comes around, they'll be calling for Dave Roberts' heads like they like they always do. Let's be honest. I don't know what it is with the Dodgers, but they just always tend to just fall down back to earth uh, when the playoffs come. So, but here out west, we 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 know who the big brother is, and it's the Dodgers. <laughs> it's the Dodgers. Very good, Nathan. This has been fun. I've enjoyed having you on. Tell everybody where they can catch you. At. Like I said, I know you're you're in a lot of places. So where's the where's the best people place people can catch you? At? A lot of places, but I got to be more consistent with my schedule. I tell you that much. Time management is not you know a best trait of mine, but I'm I'm working on it. Um, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Nathan underscore Nguyen spelled N G U Y E N twenty four uh, on Twitter on Instagram as well. And uh, the Athletic Asian Podcast is on YouTube and on Spotify. Full episodes of our shows are usually recorded on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but we try to get videos every day, just some short clips, whether it's YouTube shorts or just videos itself uh, every day. So we're working on that as well. And, uh, yeah, that's where you can catch me. I'm trying to write some more articles for Belly Up Sports. It's been a minute since I wrote one. Maybe I should write one about the A's and how terrible they've been, even though that's not a surprise to many. But other than that, you guys can find me, like I said, on Twitter and instagram and all the all the good stuff Vince. but uh just want to say thank you so much for having me on it's been fun i appreciate it and maybe next time i chat with you whether it's a month or two down the line maybe the a's might get past 20 wins there we who go knows? <laughs> who knows but thank you so much sir i really appreciate it yeah and i appreciate you you're a big help you're you work with the editing as well for articles and you've helped me out with some of my articles too and 
always appreciate your kindness and your help throughout it. We've not really been able to connect a whole lot outside of a few little messages here and there. So great to have you on. Good luck for your A's. Uh, and hopefully they hit double digits really soon. And I uh, appreciate you coming on tonight, though. I, I thank you a lot. Of course, Vince. Love your articles, by the way. But yeah, thank you so much for having me. And I'll talk to you soon. All right. We'll see you. Nathan Nguyen from Belly Up Sports dot com and the athletic asian podcast all right that was our call to the pin presented by righteous felon and it's time to get into segment number three our fantasy focus and joining us for our fantasy focus segment is our regular the senior fantasy baseball writer from bellyupfantasysports.com kevin wilson kevin welcome back man how are you Oh, you know, Vince, it's great. Uh, well, I'd say it's great, but uh, had to work today. And so, uh, but I'm here. And uh, it was interesting to sit there and listen to, to Nathan. And, uh, you know, as a Dodger guy, you know, I could have interjected a couple of times while he was talking. But uh, uh, it's interesting when he was talking about the A's and they might be good someday, but then they'll be in Vegas. And yeah. so I was wondering what he would do about that when 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 they leave and so uh but it was very interesting and and enlightening to hear what he had to say and uh the a's deserve better they really do i've actually been in that stadium it's been years ago and it's the worst experience i've ever had in Hmm. my entire baseball experience really so yes it was it was terrible and uh, this was years ago, so they've never been able to get any uh, of you know fans in there and everything. So I don't blame them whatsoever for moving. And uh, I just hope things work out for them. Because, yeah, not, you know, you've been the, to what? Did you say you've been to like twenty something parks? Uh, not quite that many, but yeah, okay. I've been in, in a few. I've been to Oakland. I've been to the Giants. I've been to the Mariners, of course, the Dodgers, Angels, Padres, Astros, Rangers, uh, Cubs, White Sox, your Brewers. And uh, when we went to New York, I went to a Mets game in City okay. Field. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I've not been to a lot of major league games in person. I've watched a ton on TV, but um, I just I don't travel a lot. <laughs> so I've been to Cincinnati and and you know because it's close to me now so um and cincinnati by the way is a great experience they do a great job there at the park um i don't go for the reds obviously i go when the brewers are there but um they do a great job welcoming in guests kids families all that kind of stuff they do a great job with that stuff and that's what i look forward to is how do they treat my kids uh when they come and it's always a pleasant pleasant experience um kevin you weren't here for the beginning of the show i talked about the return of christian yelich and uh, the fact that he is now a fantasy value player um, versus back, you know, 2019 when he was like the top, one of the top guys out there. Have you paid attention to Christian Yelich's resurgence so far this year? I think we lost Kevin. All right, we'll see if Kevin can get back on. Uh, he is... Technical difficulties all around tonight. Uh, having multiple issues with some technology, which it happens here and there. Uh, oh, I think he's back. Hang on. Let's bring him back in. Here he is. Kevin, there he is. Hey, we had you frozen up there for a minute. I froze <laughs> up. Okay. Modern technology at its finest here. But, uh, you know, Yelich, he's an interesting story as well because there were a lot of people that were ready to write him off except you. That's right. All right. You were, you were on and been on the Yelich stream. Pretty much, you know, for from the beginning, and so it, it's nice to see him, you know, and and, and the Brewers, you know, in general, yeah, because uh, they're 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 playing good ball, and and of course the Cardinals, which we could talk about, probably don't have enough time for that. <laughs> they are not playing well. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so we've talked about adding some of the Brewers players, and we've done all that and and they you have to like what they're doing up there really in milwaukee yeah i do <laughs> yeah, you do of course <laughs> and so uh they're in first place you gotta like that and yeah. and 
the pirates, as you, you know, and I both knew, have come back to planet Earth. So we knew that wasn't going to be a challenge. The Cubs, we knew that's not going to be a challenge. And uh, the Cardinals just can't get it together. Right. Just can't. I need to get a Cardinals guest on. Um, and I've considered it on my Wednesday night show and here too. I need to get somebody on because I've not, I mean, I'm happy that they've not done well. Um, <laughs> but needless to say, I need to, I need to get someone on that could talk about that because that's probably right. an interesting conversation to have. Yeah, um, and even, you know, when you would, because Nico Horner was having an excellent season for them. Right. right. He was he was playing well. He's on the I.L. now. So if you're the Cardinals, what are you going to do? But apparently knows that. Yeah, I mean, they brought in the prospect to start the season. And at first it looked like he was going to be great. And then they he, he did. And yeah. then they sent him down. I don't know if you saw that because uh, we talked about Mr. Wilson Contreras not going to be catching. Well, that lasted a week because <laughs> he's back in, in, in catching again. So they have limited options. If, if that's what I was getting ready to say. They don't have a whole lot of places they can turn to right there. So, yeah. you know, oh, well. And there are some Cardinals that I'm going to talk about in this drop and ad session okay. that uh, we could get into. So let's do it. Let's start with the additions. Okay. Uh, who do you got that we need to add this week? Okay. So I'm going to start off with the player that I'm as surprised as about anybody that he's going to be recommended right now. And that's Spencer, Spencer Torkelson, oh. the first baseman from the Detroit Tigers. Okay. They, uh, the car, uh, the Tigers played a doubleheader on May 2nd, and he was ready to wash out completely. But since then, I've got it here. He has eight hits in the 10 games since then. He's hitting 348 in his last seven days, and he has, uh, uh, four games of two or more hits during that time frame. And so, uh, this week, you know, matchups mean a lot. Mm -hmm. And he's got the Pirates, as we just mentioned, that are cratering. And he's got the Nationals after that. Mm. So he's got an excellent week. And he's at 8.1% owned. And he's a first baseman. And they're, you know, we could all probably use a little help at first base. And so he is the player that, I, that like I said, I'm shocked that I'm even mentioning his name. <laughs> But he has brought himself to the position where he deserves to get talked about. And you make a great point. Matchups are are big, and uh, and I talked about this with Nathan. If if I'm leading somebody, I go see who's playing Oakland, and I pick somebody right. up. So that's my addition today is outfielder Dominic Fletcher from the Arizona Diamondbacks. He's had a phenomenal okay. week. Uh, he's only owned in two point one percent of leagues. In the last the last week, he had two home runs, eleven RBIs. He only struck out two times. And guess what? He's facing Oakland this week. Okay. Um, so now's the time to go get him. Okay. Uh, he's playing regular yeah. baseball okay. almost yeah. every day. He has played every day since um, April thirtieth. He's played every single game, and uh, he had a great series against San Francisco. And now he's going into Oakland. If you need an outfielder, um, he's available pretty much everywhere right now. And uh, and he's he's on a hot streak. Time to get him. Dominic Fletcher, Arizona outfielder. Who else you got? Okay. Kid? So, all right. So, uh, whenever the, the, the Rockies are at home, you need to pay attention to that. And this week, for the first three days, and I want to emphasize this is a three-day ad. <laughs> only. Because they hit the road on Friday, okay? But I'm talking about Ryan McMahon. Okay. Right now. Second base, third base at 10.1% owned. And so he is hitting the ball all over the place. He had two hits Friday. He had two hits yesterday. And so, and best of all, he's got the Reds coming into Colorado for the first three games of that series. And, of course, you and I are both well aware that their pitching staff, they rank 27th in baseball mm -hmm. in ERA. So, and that's the first three games of that se uh, series. So, if you're needing a second baseman or you need a third base, as we know, third base is shallow, go and get him. Put him on your roster Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. They're off Thursday. Cut him. 
and then move <laughs> forward after that. I thought we were going to the same place and you went, you took a turn on me. Um, okay. I, I, same thing, Colorado, they're at home, but I'm going right. to the opponent's team, the Cincinnati okay. Reds. Um, and again, short term pickup here, but right. owned in only 3% of leagues and having a really good seasons outfielder, Jake Fraley. Um, okay. And Jake Fraley comes around in the past week, two home runs. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Three home runs, 10 RBIs, a stolen base. He's batting 438 in the week. He's having a really solid season, 82 points total, batting 269, five home runs, 28 RBIs, four stolen bases on the season. Uh, so that's pretty solid. Um, he comes off a phenomenal series against Miami, and now he's going to Colorado, which we love batters in Colorado. And uh, so Jake Fraley, he's, he's okay. one of the more solid Reds batters. Um, out there right now for the entire team, not just not just you know in the in the league as a whole. He actually in the last week he leads the team in points. I'm looking real quick to see where he's at on the season. He is behind only Jonathan India on the team uh, in points. And for the record, in our league, he uh, Jonathan India is the only red on a roster. Um, so a batter on a roster in our 10-man league. So Jake Fraley's a good pickup this week. Again, favorable matchup, and he's really had a solid season so far. Uh, so he's worth the, worth the add. Again, if you need an outfielder, he's a good okay. one to go for. Okay, so a couple of pitchers. All right. First, I'm going to lead off with Brian Bellow of the Boston Red Sox at 3% owned. Mm. All right. So he's won his last two starts, and they're not just against anybody. They were against the Toronto Blue Jays and the Atlanta Braves, two teams that put the bat on the ball, and he faced Atlanta on the road. And so he gave up two runs on six hits through 11 innings against those two teams. All right. He won, like I said, he won both. He struck out 10, walked just two. So – this guy is on fire. And this week, he's got the uh, the Seattle Mariners at home. And the Mariners aren't the Mariners just yet as far as hitting, especially on the road. So that is a positive matchup for, for him. So I would certainly look into if I need pitching. And who doesn't? Right. Especially over here on Wilson's team because I <laughs> – this past week, I lost Drew Rasmussen. I oh. lost I lost Molly. Okay, I lost Springs before that. Mm-hmm. So, so a lot of us are in that same boat. So, if you need a pitcher who is readily available, look to him for this week's start coming up on Wednesday. I like it. Uh, I've got a pitcher as well, and I use him as a streamer this year. Uh, so, it's not a guy that I keep on my team, but when he's starting. And if the matchup I feel is favorable, um, this is a guy I go for. Cal Quantrell from the Cleveland Guardians. He is second on the team in points. Yeah. Second on the team in points in Cleveland for pitchers behind Shane Bieber and tied with Emmanuel Classe, uh, the reliever. Uh, Quantrell has helped me out in a league uh, this year by picking him up. He's got a 3.97 ERA on the season, uh, two and two record. 23 strikeouts. Uh, so in a categories league, he's probably not your best fit. But in a points league, he does give you some value. Um, and his ERA is dropping, by the way. He's done better uh, here as of late. Uh, three of his last five starts have been double-digit points as well. And he's honestly in a pretty weak division. So you put it, getting a guy that you can bring in in divisional games and have an advantage on. Uh, his next start is Friday against the Mets. Um, and so I'll look at my roster come come the weekend and figure out if I need him for this week. But he's a guy that I regularly stream, 17.3% owned in ESPN leagues. And uh, so he's a guy I keep my eye on throughout the season, and he has helped me win a matchup uh, by bringing him in at the right matchup as well. So I like Cal Quantrell as a uh, streaming pitcher throughout the season. Okay. Well, uh, one pitcher that may not be a streamer, Okay. This might be a guy that you want to look at because, and I'm uh, I'm I'm very surprised. I'm going to talk about this guy because he pitches for the Washington Nationals. Uh huh. All right, and his name is Josiah Gray. Yeah. Okay. He's at fifteen point eight percent owned. 
Out of his last five starts, he's given up seven earned runs total on 23 hits through 29 innings. He's won three out of his last four starts, and he faces the Miami Marlins coming up on Tuesday. So, doesn't get much better than that. Yeah. Even though it's on the road, and he has pitched most of his games on the road, so he's not afraid mm. of that. And and the Marlins, surprisingly enough, aren't the same hitting team at home as they are on the road. Sure. So that kind of goes contrary to what most teams do. But this guy, could he could be one of those dudes that turns out to be a league winner for somebody. Mm-hmm. I got I went ahead and 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 I'm not just talking smoke because I added him myself. He's on your team. He's on my uh, team. He, so he leads the Nationals in innings pitched. Um, he's tied with the most quality starts for Nationals pitchers as well. In my opinion, him and Mackenzie Gore are the only two Nationals worth being on your team, at least pitcher pitching wise. And you're right, Josiah Gray has proved it to this point. He's been consistent enough. I think he's a great guy to have on the roster. I like that pickup, Kev. Okay. So, like I said, that's not somebody that I just researched and came up with. I added him. So, I am ready to roll with him this week. Ready to roll with Josiah Gray. All right, we're going to switch over to the uh, drops as we're at the 55-minute mark in the episode already. Um, Okay. uh, How about a drop of Lance Lynn? Uh, pitcher okay. for the Chicago White Sox, sixty-seven point four percent owned oh, in leagues, one and five uh, record, fifty-four strikeouts, seven point five one ERA. Listen, if you're in a categories league, he can give you strikeouts. That's the only positive that he's giving you right now. Outside of that, it's it's painful um, for sure. His last outing against Kansas City, he got rocked for seven runs. In five innings, he looked good against Cincinnati. Well, he didn't look good. He he looked okay against Cincinnati, uh, still allowing four runs. Basically, his team has to score five, six, seven runs in order for him to get a win. Hence, the reason he's one and five on the season. In my opinion, it's time to cut bait with Lance Lynn. Okay, I will not argue with that one iota. <laughs> who else? Who you got to drop this week? All right. So I just want to remind everybody because it seems like this has slipped under the radar that Jose Miranda is in the minor leagues. Okay. <laughs> All right. He's at 46.3% owned. I would like someone that has a, a in that 46% owned. What are you doing? <laughs> this guy's in the minors. He deserves to be in the minors. He's not one of those guys that are young that you're waiting to bring up. He does not need to be on a, on a fantasy roster whatsoever. So if you own him, Cut bait and do it as soon as we're done talking here. Don't <laughs> wait another second. Get rid of him. He's a guy that I said earlier, hey, have patience. Well, the patience over. It needs <laughs> he needs to go. Time to go. Uh, I hate to be as direct uh, as that, but forty six percent. I someone needs to explain that to me. Yeah, there's not enough upside to keep him on your roster if he's in the minors. Um, no, there isn't. It, yeah. There's none. Um, I've got catcher Cal Raleigh in Seattle. Um, he's 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 streaky, so you're going to have to hit him on the highs and get rid of him on the lows. Right. And right now he's in the lows. Zero RBIs in the last 12 games for Cal Raleigh. Um, I had him on one of my rosters and let him go. Um, this is a guy that's just he's just not pulling his weight. And again, there are catchers out there, not great catchers that are available, but there's catchers out there that are hitting highs. So go out and find that's the matchup, right. get you a catcher. Cal Raleigh's not the guy. Um, and honestly, the Seattle batters have been really disappointing this year. Even Julio. I know Nathan. Julio is down. Earlier, he's been disappointing as all get out. Yeah, he's down. He's only got 70 points. Jared Kalenic has 81 points, which is a huge boost for him. Well, that's about and, 81 more points than people <laughs> probably expected out of him. And then so, Ty, Ty France has 91 leading the team, leading the batters uh, in points there in Seattle. So Cal Raleigh, go find you another catcher. He's not helping absolutely. you right now. Okay, so real quick, two pitchers, both on the St. Louis Cardinals, as we mentioned Uh-oh. a moment ago. All right, Jack Flattery, okay, 6.180 ERA, okay, Oof, 1.73 whip, all right. And the worst thing about it, he faces your Milwaukee Brewers. Yes. On the road. I will have none of that 
<laughs> and then Adam Wainwright. Okay. I drafted him last year, but that was last year. Mm. He has not pitched well at all. And he fit pace, faces your Milwaukee Brewers on Wednesday. And all I have to say to that is no thank you. <laughs> Couple of Cardinals pitchers hit hit the road, Jack. Hit the road, right? And Flattery is a guy that had, people have been waiting around for, right? what, for three years now or so. Yep. The wait, just, just cut him. Get, just hit it. Just move on. Move on. And, and, and I think Adam Wainwright is probably, what, three years younger than I or three, Yeah. <laughs> and I am. And uh he, you know, he he was a big value a year ago, but yeah. that was then this is twenty twenty three and he's only started two games and it hasn't gone well. So you don't want him against Milwaukee. You don't want him. Yeah. Cut him, but keep an eye on him. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Keep an eye on him. No, you know, you keep be an eye on, on all the players that are yeah. out there, but don't yeah. let them sabotage your roster. It's correct. Don't do that. My last guy is owning 73.4% of uh, teams, and it's a reason why you don't look at point totals. You look at uh, recent, what have you done for me lately totals. Right. And, uh, and I, you may have mentioned this guy in past episodes, but Jorge Mateo, the shortstop for the Baltimore Orioles, you may have even mentioned him last week. Yeah, um, yeah. He's the guy that was on first that stole second with the guy, you know, with the ball is still in his hand. So Yes, yes. Um, over the last 12 games, he has a total of negative one points. Wow. Um, he only scored more than one point one time, and that was back on May the 4th. He scored five points against Kansas City, but he's had negative one, negative two, negative one, negative one, one, negative one, one, <laughs> negative one, negative one, negative one zero. Back from negative, negative, negative. Yeah, he's not, he's not producing anymore. Even though he has 88 total points, um, he's killing you right now. And so it's time to let Jorge Mateo go. There are short stops out there. So go out and find him. He is currently in our league rostered by the Say Hey Stoves, um, who is undefeated in our fantasy league. So he might tell me, well, I've got him on my team and I'm still winning games. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, but he's not helping you win games. Uh, by the way, dad is the second leading scorer this week. Uh, only behind you, Kevin Wilson. Kevin's the only team to bust 400 points this this week, and Kevin's at a solid four and one on the year, going to five and one. But again, my dad, uh, the say hey stove, he is at six and zero, oh, uh, absolutely crushing it this season, and uh, and always tells me that we don't talk enough about his team well, on this okay. episode. So all right, so you know, Dale, there you have it, six and zero, oh, bask in the sunlight, because we're all coming for you. That's right. Kevin, I made the cardinal mistake in fantasy baseball today, and thankfully it's not going to cost me a win. I wouldn't have caught him anyhow. I had a pitcher starting on my bench, uh, a guy that I picked up this week for this purpose, uh, and that's Zach Eflin. He gave me 20 points while he was sitting on the bench today. I ended up losing uh, by 30, so it didn't end up I – I knew if I lost by 19, I was going to be really, really mad. But um, – uh, so anyways, Nick Marcanus, uh, Mark Macaronis, excuse me, is taking me down this week, but I had a, a, a starting pitcher on the bench that I hate when I see that and, and it's too late to get him into the lineup. Um, yeah. that stinks. Yeah. Zach Eflin's one of those guys that, you know, when, when, when we talk about him, all of a sudden then he slides off the mountain yeah. and then he turns right back around and, and, and he's pitched pretty well. He has. actually. Yeah, and so uh, you, you you don't know what exactly to do with him sometimes, but uh, you just got to ride with this. Yes, indeed. Uh, Kevin's latest article on Fantasy Waiver Wire article went out on bellyupfantasysports.com, so you can catch all of his articles yep. there. So if you want to get a little deeper into some of the players that I just mentioned, I get you know way deeper into the stats and why I did what I did. So, yeah, so get over there to the Belly Up Fantasy website. And um, there are some players on there that I didn't mention. So week seven's upon us. So there are players out there. If you need them, check it out. Go get them. Get them there. You can follow Kevin on Twitter at Kevin62, W-I-L-S-E-A. He loves to converse uh, if you have thoughts and opinions or want advice. I especially like debate and discussion if we're talking intelligently. 
intelligent debate and discussion. Yes, that's right. Not well, you know, that article's you know stunk. That's, that's not right. intelligent that's debate. Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, but I get a lot of intelligent debates and and stuff on Reddit though. So I yeah. got anybody that's out there on Reddit that's listening. I appreciate you guys, and 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 you actually ask very smart, very detailed questions. What about this guy? What about this guy? What do you think about this? Da 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 da. da. So there you go. So you, can, you can get it all there. Thumbs up to you. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Sports Stove. Make sure you visit our sponsors, Righteous Felon Jerky at RighteousFelon.com, Mahler Bros Golf at MahlerBros.com. Use code BellyUp, you get 15% off of both of those sites. And then, of course, visit BellyUpFantasySports.com as well. As I forgot to mention, them sponsoring our final segment, the Fantasy Focus, uh, they are a big part of this program. So we appreciate cool. BellyUpFantasySports.com as well. Thanks to Nathan Nguyen, who jumped on the show tonight as yeah, well. Yeah. You know, he, was, he, he shadowed me two times because he was on the show I'm usually on this morning. Okay. <laughs> with Chase. And then he comes over here and proceeds me onto this show. There you go. Good on Nathan. Good on Nathan. Good to have him on. Next week, I'll try to get a St. Louis Cardinals fan. Unless the Cardinals sweep the Brewers, then we might hold off on that. Uh, uh, yeah, um, I, don't, you know, I, don't, I, I wouldn't be too worried about that happening. <laughs> well, we have issues with the Cardinals, so we'll see We'll see how it all shakes out in the end. I never get too confident. Uh, let's put it that way okay. as well. I uh, we sure appreciate everybody tuning in to this week's episode of the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. If you missed any portion of this show, make sure you go back and you can find the full episode wherever you get your podcasts underneath the Sports Stove Podcast or on YouTube, the Sports Stove YouTube page as well. Kevin, great talking with you. Thanks for being back on again, everybody. Uh, we'll see you again next That's week. Right. And uh, hopefully everybody already, you know, called their moms today. Oh, yes. Thanks for bringing that up, Kevin. I called mine uh, earlier. I did, too. Um, yeah. So she was happy. playing bingo and quite happy. So okay. I was good with her. So. <laughs> happy Mother's Day to all the moms That's right. uh, out there as well. All right. Uh, we'll see you next week. Until then, we'll see you around the sports stove. That's right.